Supernatural housewives laying low. In the wee hours of the morning, a van was parked discreetly behind some lush trees, the windows all fogged up. Marla slapped Tony as he tried to make out with her. Get your dirty paws off me. What's wrong, babe? I can't believe you are going to make me do this. We always make out before the crime, honey. Not make out, you idiot. Rob this house. Tony tried to plant a slobbery kiss on her, but she pushed him away again. You know Mr. Bruce wants the money, babe. To be honest, he scares me a lot more than these demon slayers. He's got scars on his face. Well, she's actually kind of hot. Marla slapped Tony again, this time a hard smack on the gob. Not as hot as you, babe, said Tony, as he tried to make amends with a makeup kiss. That awful bitch wants to kill me, and all you can say is she's hot? She's just a crazy broad, babe, passing through. There's no way in hell she'll catch my... Tony watches in awe as Marla's boobs grow larger, stretching to the very limits the full fabric of her blouse. Beautiful shape-shifting wife. Hidden in the shadows, under the moonlight, the windows of the van fogged up further. The night was still, save for the love-making sounds of two wild animals in heat. new restaurant in Galway City, Dr. Winterman and Jane enjoyed a candlelit dinner, gazing into each other's eyes. The lovely moment was interrupted when an impatient waiter walked up to them. He lifted their bill. We haven't paid that yet, said Dr. Winterman. Oh, did we want to order something else? We are just savouring the moment. I'll see to it shortly. Perhaps you'd like to see the dessert menu if you are planning on staying at this table. No dessert, said Dr. Winterman. Some wine then. As he said this, the waiter looked sarcastically at their water. It's what this restaurant is renowned for, actually. We're not accustomed to people who just come to order tap water. Jane's eyes lit up. Winterman motioned her to relax. We are driving, said Dr. Winterman. Ooh, perhaps I could escort you to the bar then, where we will serve you non-alcoholic beverages. We do have people waiting on this table, you know. It's the hottest new restaurant in town, after all. Not long after, a very annoyed winterman retrieved their coats on the way out. How was your meal, sir? asked the attendant. Everything was fantastic, except for that snotty. Dr. Winterman looked around, but could not find Jane. Bloody great he said. Just bloody great. The impetuous waiter was carrying a tray of plates when Jane marched into the kitchen. He was most amused to see her. I'm ready for that drink now, said Jane. Ew, that one penny tip really makes me want to serve you. He grabbed a glass of half-empty water from one of the trays. Here, drink this, he said. I'd much rather a little red, said Jane. Her eyes now on fire. Ooh, honey, your cheap husband won't pay for what you want. Jane slowly opened her mouth, revealing her two sharp fangs. But you will, she said. By the coat checkout, Dr. Winterman heard plates drop and smash on the floor 
at exactly the same time as he heard some blood-curdling screams from the kitchen. Opening night, said the attendant, apologetically. Someone's just had an accident in the kitchen. Indeed they had, said Dr. Winterman. There was the customary awkward silence as Cecil and his wife dined at home. The sound of forks and knives touching plates echoed all around the room. Cutlery clattered like there was a mischievous ghost loose in a cupboard. You walked along the seashore today. Dulska did not answer. You were looking out to sea, continued Cecil. It's my home, said Dulska. This is your home now. Dulska looked at her husband coldly. She'd always made a great effort to be a dutiful wife and be like the other supernatural housewives in Ballystrange. To support him, to do her chores, and to know her husband in a biblical way. But every time she looked at the cut of him, she realised it was just impossible to lust after a man like that. In anger, she banged her knife off her plate, and it hopped and rattled on the table. Cecil jumped back. I can't live this lie any more, Cecil. Lie? he asked in great surprise. What lie? This marriage. Our marriage is a lie? Yes, a lie, Cecil. A great big lie. I give you everything. What exactly do you give me? Do I not provide for you? You don't want for anything. It's not like I have you locked away in a dark dungeon somewhere and thrown away the key. You've hidden my cloak of seal. What does it matter? It's written that a woman of the sea will be my wife. What are you afraid of? That if I find it, I'll leave you? He did not answer. There were no more words between them or sounds of any sort. Not even a rattle of a cup touching a saucer. Silence once again descended upon Cecil Seawright and his dark-haired wife. Later, as they drove home through the windy roads of Connemara, Dr. Winterman looked aghast as the blood still dripped down from her lips. Much as I despise naughty waiters, now isn't a good time to attract adverse attention. You'll never let them harm me, will you? He looked at her sadly. We shouldn't even talk of such things. Promise me you'll never let them get me. He looked at her with concern. I promise, he said. When they made love that night, there was a spiritual aspect to it that went well beyond the scratching, the clawing, the licking, the nibbling and the biting. It was so transcendental and so beautiful that the good doctor could only think that he was one day bound to lose it all forever. <laughs>